This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. Hi, everyone. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. Welcome, foolish mortals. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. This is the DBC Pod with Phil Schoen and Jason Dodge. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's pod. This is the show for the week of August 22nd, 2022. And as you can see, uh, it is a one-man show today. Uh, So I'm on the controls and and holding down the fort while Jason is away this week. Obviously, we were bad at coordinating, so we didn't have our times overlapping when we were back home. But that is all right. Um, But I did want to get out there and have at least a short show covering the news of the week because there was actually quite a bit. And also potentially chime in on what uh, Jason and Zach talked about last week around the holiday parties and some of the other DBC engagement topics. But first, let's discuss what's going on in our Disney world. And actually, right before I was about to start recording, uh, there was rumors about this, but officially an updated version or specifically the intro for Enchantment debuted at the Magic Kingdom today. Um, It features... Um, a lot more retro images and history of the park. Um, what I have up now, you can see it has an image of Walt. If you're watching on YouTube, um, there's several other images just of kind of the history of the park. You can see the old Disney World logo um, and also, you know, the old Mickey Mouse from when it started and stuff like that. So really great to see. Um, there's some video out there, too. I definitely recommend taking a look at that. Um, but I have kind of mixed feelings about this. I mean, on one note, it's it's great. And it's also great to know that, obviously, this is something that people were asking for ever since the 50s started, more recognition of the history of Walt Disney World, not just a Disney-themed party. Um, So it's great that, you know, they listened to people and they made the change, but why did it take 10 months? You know, why did they need to be told this is what what people wanted, you know? Um, this This should have been there on October 1st, 2021, when it was the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And, uh, you know, a lot of people there that night, I was one of them, a little disappointed there wasn't more about celebrating the history of the parks. But it is what it is. They made the change. It looks great watching the video. You know, it has audio and stuff like that talking about how the they announced they were going to be building Disney World. It was Disney World at that time. Later, the name was changed at uh, Roy's request to Walt Disney World. Um, so it's good to see. Um, it is making me think that we were going to skip watching Enchantment on our upcoming trip in December, but now I'm feeling like I need to see this in person. So I don't know, I might have to change our plans or maybe I'll just watch videos of it a bunch of times, but we shall see. The other news that broke today uh, is that the H2O Plus, the provider of the bath products for uh, Walt Disney World or, or Disney Parks and Resorts and including the cruise line, announced that they're going to be retiring the brand at the end of the year. Um, from what I've been reading around, it sounds like they are going to uh, honor any commitments they have to companies and stuff like that. And so for Disney, that should take them into 2023, at least part of the year. Um, so we don't know exactly what, how this is going to impact the parks or when it will impact the parks, but... I know a lot of people really liked the H2O products. There was a, you know, there was a big thing when they switched in a, in a lot of the resort rooms to having the big bottles on the wall versus giving everyone the little bottles. 
uh, because a lot of people like the product. So they were sort of hoarding the little bottles. They would take a whole bunch every trip. So if you're some of those people, at least you have hopefully a stock uh, that you've built up over the years. Um, but we'll see. It'll be an interesting change, I think. Um, we were talking a little bit about this on, on Discord today. Uh, you know, and 3 brought up, you know, if it's one of those things where the smell of it reminds them of Disney because it's mm. been there for so long and that sort of thing. Um, so, and I think that is that it has that nostalgia to it. And it also just feels like at this time, there's so much changing about uh, Disney parks, especially Walt Disney World, not all of it for the good. So now something else that has, you know, kind of fond memories for people, or at least something that reminds them of their past trips going away. Not necessarily a good thing. Um, the other thing I'm kind of wondering is, you know, well, what are they going to replace it with? Are they going to have just some generic thing? Are they going to find another company that they can have maybe some sort of promotional or, you know, marketing pitch with? Are we going to see different levels of products at the different resorts? Um, so it'll be interesting to go through kind of funny just the world of disney that just a little thing like this can kind of spark so much conversation and also so much thought but we'll see where it goes from there um the next topic that came up is that um starting well tomorrow from when i record this probably uh today by the time you listen to it august 23rd they're changing how they're doing um the park reservation system and it'll actually be i think a positive change in my mind in that um, it won't, you won't have to like book separately if you have different types of tickets. So this way, if everybody has, you know, if your if your party has some people who have day tickets and some people have annual pass and that sort of thing, you'll be able to book it all at once. Also, you'll be able to book more, uh, passes than in, in the past before I believe the most reservations you could book at once was 12. Uh, now you'll be able to do up to 30. So that'll be a lot better for larger groups. So I know uh, like when we had Mike on the show and he went down in that school group with 140 people or whatever it was, you know, booking uh, 30 at a time instead of 12 would probably be nice. But, you know, it's a small change. Again, it's probably something that should have changed earlier. Um, I know we had some issues booking our our, our uh, park reservations in December because there's an unactivated annual pass attached to my wife and it wanted to use that one versus the active tickets we had and stuff like that. So... Hopefully they're looking at things like that and cleaning it up. So this is a, a nice change. Again, a small thing, but it's it's nice to see when when positive changes come forward and they try to make it you know a little bit easier. Sometimes it thinks every seems like every time they make a change, it makes things um, more complicated. Um, moving on to our next topic, uh, Disney did also change how far in advance you will be able to book uh, room only resorts. Um, most people listening probably know that there are packages that come out and those are announced for like the next year. So it would say, okay, we're allowed to book packages for 2023. That should come out shortly. Um, and that has, you know, the room rates and when you book the tickets and stuff like that. But if you wanted a room only, you could book that on a rolling basis, which was set as 499 days from your checkout date. So you know, almost a year and a half. So that was something a lot of people would do as soon as they could book it, they would book it because it would be at the current year's pricing. But, you know, if they waited until the packages were out, even if they only needed a room only, it probably would be at a higher price. So I think by getting rid of this right now, you'll only be able to book even room only once the packages are available. Um, I think by getting rid of this, it, it, it's probably mostly about dollars for Disney that they don't want people to be able to lock in those lower prices. And maybe 
they're thinking people just go ahead and book packages then since they're already waiting for the packages to be available versus just doing room only. So I don't know how many people this impacts. If people, you know, we were always the type that as soon as we knew when we wanted to go, we would just book the room because we figured it wasn't going to get any cheaper. And if it did, you know, because of some sort of promotion or discount, we would, you know, cancel and rebook. Um, I know for, for when we went on the 50th for October 1st, we booked that as soon as the 490 days came up, 99 days came up is when we locked in our room. Um, so for special occasions, you know, I think a lot of people, whether it's New Year's Eve, 4th of July, a lot of times those would get booked up earlier. Um, but I think it probably has more to do with um, Disney not wanting people to lock in the lower rate. So um, the next topic that I wanted to talk about is that Princess Week is this week. And they're being celebrated in a variety of ways at the Disney parks. Um but one of the biggest things known is, and for people who might not know, there are obviously various Disney princesses that are in all the movies and stuff like that. But there's a specific line that's the Disney princesses. And only certain princesses are officially part of the Disney princesses. For example, um, Anna and Elsa from Frozen are not official Disney princesses. They're part of the, the Frozen collection. But what's being uh, interesting about this week is that uh, Rhea from Rhea and the Last Dragon will be named as part of uh, that official Disney princess group. So she will become an official Disney princess. Um, and I was a little, I guess, surprised is the, the word, you know, there just hasn't been that much about Rhea since the movie came out. I thought it was a, a beautifully animated movie, a really fun movie, not like the greatest movie ever. Um, but I thought it really, you know, focused on a, a different part of the world. Um, it's a Southeast Asian person so obviously she'll be the first southeast asian uh disney princess um, compared to mulan who's from china different part of asia um so we'll see uh where this goes from um and obviously jasmine too different part of asia as well so i guess they got you know the different areas of, of asia starting to get covered um but I, it just caught me a little off guard because I hadn't really heard much discussed about her versus some of the other other princesses and some of the other newer movies but i think that's it's a good change to always continue to add uh, representation obviously matters and if there's a lot of uh, a lot of kids who maybe identify with her or just look up to her and thought she was cool and stuff like that you know obviously putting that out there is great as well next topic like i said there were kind of a lot of topics this week um it was announced uh who will be named or who are named as the uh the disney legends for 2022 um, the official ceremony will be at D23, which is less than two weeks away at this point, I believe. Um, and so they released the full list. Now, this created, I guess, a, a lot of conversations, but I think they've kind of had in the past. There's just a lot of actors and actresses that are m more modern and kind of have had big roles in whether it's ABC, like Anthony Anderson with Blackish and stuff like that. Um, but they also announced their naming all the entire cast are like the four leads from frozen um, are all becoming Disney legends at once. And so I don't know, it just kind of feels like, okay, have these people really done a lot with Disney specifically over the years and really built it up? Or were they just happen to be part of a big show or a big movie that made a lot of money? And it kind of le led to an interesting conversation I had with somebody on WDW magic, uh, the user DCL uh, cruiser, um, who he threw out, because I was saying you kind of almost have to think of them separately. You know, there are, you know, there's there's other people like 
Robert Coltrane, who's an Imagineer who's being named, who worked on a number of rides, including up to including some of the newer ones like Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, but but worked on a lot of classic, more classic rides as well. Um, you had Bob Foster, who was the person Walt put in charge of securing all the land down in Florida uh, to build Walt Disney World. So, so you have kind of those more traditional legends, and then you have um, these more, I guess, people who are more famous for being actors and icons and stuff like that. So icon is the word that this this other user put together that we have to kind of think of legends versus icons, but they're all getting the same award. And I think if we can kind of mentally separate the the two and just kind of know this is how it is, Disney's, you know, gonna <laughs> gonna nominate a lot of people that maybe we don't think need to be, you know, the people from Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that, that it's like, well that's not really what I think of as a Disney legend. But, you know, they've obviously made significant contributions to, in this case, ABC, which is a Disney-owned company. So they should be recognized somehow. We just probably have to separate them a little bit in our minds as to, you know, how they're, they're viewed. And, 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 that, and that's okay, right? Um, and I think the last topic that I wanted to cover was actually about um, the, the, Halloween, the holiday parties, which I think ties into the um the dbc engagement topic that jason and zach talked about last week um i'm posting a uh a tweet that scott gustin put out that said you know this is from a couple days ago but at that point 15 mickey's not so scary halloween parties were already sold out for 2022 in 2019 so the last time there were you know it's kind of the full parties pre-pandemic this was the last kind of regular year um, only 13 parties sold out the entire year, and all of those were, were for after September. But we've seen all of August is already sold out. So I think it's a – well, first of all, it's a sign that the demand is there. Uh, I was curious to see how much the demand would be given the price increases. I had done the math a little while ago, and on average, the the tickets are about a 40% increase over 2019. So I think – I don't know. It's just interesting to see how it how it goes and just what the demand is i think it is also a sign that they're probably capping the parties at numbers a little bit lower than what were used in 2019 um and that that that's also supported by some anecdotal you know reports i've been seeing from the parties that you know lines for some of the main characters like jack skellington and stuff like that are still you know very can be very long but you know the the ride lines are are pretty short for the most part not really an issue getting a spot for the fireworks or the parade and stuff like that. So it's certainly more crowded than the after hours events they had last year, but it seems like it might be just a tick lower that they're capping the numbers uh, compared to 2019. And I think the the fact of all these parties already being sold out despite the price increase shows that, but obviously it also shows that the demand is there. Um, definitely talk to a lot of people. And obviously this came up in the conversation with the DBC engagement of people that, you know, they've been dying and waiting to go to these parties for multiple years at this point, right? And so they're going to, if it's 40% more, they're paying the 40% more. It doesn't really matter. Um, and so I have to say, seeing the, the anecdotal evidence, it does make it a little bit more appealing. Um, and maybe um, this will flow into my input for the DBC engagement topic of will, will we be going to one of the holiday parties this year, either the Halloween party or the uh, Christmas party? And seeing the lower crowds does make it a bit more appealing. But the part that I keep coming back to when deciding, because there are two parties going on, two uh, the, of the Christmas parties going on when we go in December, that we, so of the dates that we're there, so we could go to one. 
it would be $885 for my family to go to a party. And I just, I just can't get past that as, you know, just on top of everything else we're paying to go. And, you know, the parties have just never been a priority for us. In the past, I brought it up with my family and nobody ever really seemed keen to go. Um, and so we never planned around that. And so it's not something that we, it's not an extra that we budgeted for. I think with uh, the way Disney pricing is going and knowing, are you going to pay for Genie Plus? Are you going to pay for individual lightning lanes? You know, where food prices are going, resort prices, you know, very few discounts going on on the resorts. If you're going to, you know, increase level of resort you're staying at, it's it's also hard to then also pay you know, closing in on a grand for your family to go to go to a party. So it's kind of tough for me because I don't I don't want to poo poo the parties. I think they're great that they're happening. They provide some unique opportunities for families. Um, You know, all the characters, especially the more rare ones are great to see. The fireworks shows are some of the best ones that they do. It's just you just can't do everything. You can't do every extra when you go to Walt Disney World. And that actually led to a a conversation we had on D- on the Discord server today, kind of thinking like you kind of have to pick and choose how you're going to do Disney trips going forward because it's just more money than it was in the past. Are you just going to say, well, we're just spending more money. It is what it is. Or are you going to cut back on some of the extras you do? Are you going to go for fewer days? Or maybe you go longer day, you know, longer total stay, but you do fewer park days or you only add the extras for some days. Do you stay off site, but then still do a lot of the extras because you're saving in the resort area? It's just, it feels like in the past, everything was much more bundled together. Um, and you used to see all those commercials that were kind of, you know, used to be like one one of the parents was on the computer and the other one would come in and be like, what you're doing? It's like, oh, I was looking at a Disney trip. And look, it says we can, all four of us can go for four days for $1,600 or whatever. And the other one goes, really? We can do that. You know, like they kind of made it feel like, you can get a whole vacation in for a set cost. And now now it feels much harder to do that. It's all broken down into different pieces. And if you start adding everything together, it's it's much more than what the total was in the past. And so I really think it's, it's leading to having to pick and choose a little more, which in some ways is good because you can pick the things you want. But in the other ways, it was it was nice when everything was included, whether you used it or not. You knew it was there. You felt like there was value for your money. But when you see it individually like that, you start weighing the value of each item versus the total. And I've been ranting and and, and kind of going off on a little bit. But I think that's that's kind of where a lot of people are at. It's not, you know, you see people saying, well, that's it. I'm done with Disney. And maybe some of them are. But I think a lot of them will come back. And a lot of us have been talking that we're not giving up Disney, but we're changing how we're doing our Disney vacations. Maybe they're less frequently or, you know, it's just, it's not going to be in the same as the past, which everything evolves, but, you know, it's also a little sad sometimes when you see things that brought you so much positive memories in the past have to change. But with that, I think I'm going to just mention what I have as the DBC Discord engagement topic for this week that we will then discuss on our next episode and it's it's a it's around cost for for uh it's related to cost to disney as well but this is about the park tickets how much is too much for a park ticket what is the price point when you where where you would really consider buying tickets or where you would say that's it i can't even pay that's too much for me to just even get into the parks or 
does it impact? Well, if that's where they're going to be, we, we can't go as often or that sort of thing. So where's the that price point where you just sort of start balking at? You know, before we're, we've been talking about all the kind of the extras, where does kind of that base point? Because you kind of need to get in, whether you're staying on-site, off-site, whatever, you need park tickets to get into the park. Um, so where's that, that break point for you where it's just too much is too much? And you can chat about that on our Discord server or wherever you can find us on social media. So reminder that we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, all at the DBC pod, the Discord server. And I hope that you enjoyed this little quick, quick show I had. Like I said, a lot was going on this week. Um, A lot of things maybe we'll get Jason's thoughts on if he wants to chime in on anything uh, when he's on next. But really, you know, a lot going on, a lot of small changes, but a lot of things that I think can enhance trips. And, uh, yeah, go watch that video of the updated enchantment. All right? Take care, everyone.